0: Welcome to the Life After Plus One podcast, where we turn life's lemons into delightful lemonade. Get ready for inspiring stories, uplifting conversations, and all the tips and tricks to rock your single parent journey with style. I'm your host, Leanne, and it's time to embrace the adventure of Life After Plus One. So let's dive in. So hello, welcome back to Life After Plus One. I'm your podcast host, Leanne, and today I want to talk about the topic of Dealing with a controlling ex, an ex-partner that's purely in your life only for the co-parenting. You have no relationship, you have no need to communicate with each other other than for the kids, but they still find some way to weasel their way back into your world and find some way to control you. Now we're going to talk about today, how do you spot that and what do you do about that when that happens? Now it's a pretty shitty situation to be in. You leave your ex and the relationship has ended and you think thank fuck I'm finally away from this person. I don't have to deal with their drama anymore. Lo and behold only to discover that it doesn't end because you've still got a co-parent together. They're still going to be a part of your world whilst you have young kids and How do you handle them when they keep trying to form some sort of control over you? And why the hell are they doing this? You've broken up. Why do they still care? And why do they want to be so involved in your world? Now, first things first here, why on earth is an ex still trying to interfere with your life and have some control over you? Well, there's a number of reasons and many of them are quite sad in a way. So let's talk about a few of those, why they feel the need to still control you. There are a number of different reasons. One of the reasons, jealousy. Maybe you've moved on with a new partner or maybe they see you out having more fun with your friends and doing stuff with your life and they're jealous. They're trying to find a way to get back in and if it's to have some control and have some say in your life, then they'll do what they can. So jealousy is a big one. Another reason is because they're looking for some form of validation to confirm that the breakup was the right decision. So doing these sort of things and getting back in and trying to have some sort of say in your life, they're just trying to confirm for themselves, yes, I've made the right choice or no, I still want them back. And because they've got nothing else in their world to have control over. Another reason is because they're trying to test you. They want to see if you are still emotionally invested in what you guys had together. Are you showing any form of remorse? Are you showing any form of caving into their control where you feel like you're going back into your old patterns where you were in the relationship? Or are you happy to completely shut it down and show zero interest and not tolerate their bullshit and completely step away? They're just trying to gauge whether or not you've still got some form of interest or you're completely clocked off. Another reason is revenge. Revenge. Sometimes when you break up in a bad way and they just don't like what's happened, their ego's hurt, they're pissed off, they will try and get involved in some way just to seek revenge and just to make sure they see that you're hurt. They want to see you suffer emotionally so they will get involved and control you and interfere in any way possible just as their sad little way to seek revenge. Another reason is because they might feel that you owe them some sort of explanation or apology. So they're going to keep sticking around and keep interfering and keep getting involved where they can because they're waiting for a reason for what happened or what went wrong or an explanation or apology. Now really at the end of the day, All these behaviours are completely wrong and completely inappropriate because one thing we always need to remember when we're co-parenting, it's not about us anymore. It's not about our feelings. It's not about who hurt who. It's not about uh, proving a point to someone or your ego's hurt so you need to get out and prove your point. That at the end of the day is not focusing on what's best for the kids. And it's so easy when you're in that angry headspace to just want to seek revenge or just go, fuck them, they've pissed me off, I want to make sure that they get pissed off too. But we've got to find a way to let that go because that's not what co-parenting is about and it's not going to allow for a healthy relationship and it's not going to allow for a pleasant experience for the kids when they're seeing their parents do this kind of behavior. Now, yes, I do agree there are situations where one person can be more difficult to manage than the other, especially like in this topic here, as we're discussing, when we have that controlling X. So how do we manage it? What do we do? Well, before we do that, let's spot the signs. How do we know? What, how can you tell when someone is trying to control you? Well, straight up, it's pretty obvious. You can pretty much tell straight off the bat. They're stepping into your world, they're interfering with your personal life, they're messaging you inappropriately or asking you inappropriate questions about your personal life, whether it be what you're spending your money on, where you're going, who you're associating with, what you're doing, to even what you're spending your child support money on. They will go to all levels to form some sort of control of you, even to make you feel guilty for what you're doing. And that's quite a common and sad trend. It happens a lot and it's a sad comment and a sad statement to make to question what a parent is spending their money on. But people do it and it happens way too often and that is a control tactic. Are they interfering with your friendship groups? Do they message your friends privately without you knowing or start adding your personal friends on their Facebook page as their friends? When you guys have broken up, you're no longer with your ex but they all of a sudden start adding your friends on Facebook or they start reaching out to your friends. Undermining your decisions when you guys have maybe had a decision or a plan made in regards to drop off or pick up or an arrangement for one of the kids or for all of the kids and then all of a sudden they come in and try and change the plans to suit them. A lot of the times it's not because their plans have changed, it's a control tactic. They're trying to have some sort of hold over you, they're trying to rattle you, they're trying to create a reaction and as I said from the beginning as to why they do it, it's for a number of reasons. It could be to make you jealous, it could be just to stir a reaction, it could be to see if you're still emotionally invested. At the end of the day, you don't need to find out the reason why, you just need to find out how to handle it because it's not appropriate trying to control you and have some sort of say over what you do or any part of your life is not acceptable behavior and you need to put a stop to it and it's very manipulative and it's something you need to be aware of if you were in a relationship with someone that was extremely controlling and was extremely manipulative it's quite easy to get sucked into that pattern It's quite easy to fall into the, oh, they said this and maybe I should do that. Or maybe I'll just do that to keep the peace so we don't argue and we don't fight. But then really, you end up being the one screwed over. For example, they might say, oh, I'm just going to pay this much in child support when they know deep down that they probably should be paying a lot more. But they've chosen to do a private collect instead of through child support, knowing that they can pay less than what they should be. And then you just say, yeah, okay, that sounds good. And you just go along with it. They're controlling you. They're trying to determine what you should be getting or what should be paid to the child. And that's just one example of many. There are many endless situations where this can happen, where an ex can come in and try and control and manipulate you. So first things first, what you need to do is recognize the behaviors, recognize these patterns. Know that this is what's happening to you. Know that they're not just putting on a sweet face and just trying to do what's what they think is right. Because quite often when they're trying to control you, they're not doing what's right for the kid or what they think is doing what they think is right for you. They're doing what's right for them. Now, at the end of the day, we all need to put ourselves first. But when you're in a co-parenting relationship, It's about putting the kids first and if they're choosing a payment amount or when to be there or when to be present or anything else, that's not putting the kids first, that's putting them first and trying to have control over how the co-parenting arrangement should work. Now I totally believe that everyone should have an equal say, it should be completely fair but it's not up to one parent or one co-parent to determine how the whole procedure should work and that's what controlling behaviour is. They manipulate you to believe that their way is the correct way. Whenever you make a say or whenever you make a decision, either one gets shut down or they completely disagree with it, they always find a way to make the decisions based on what suits them best. Now, I'm all for compromise. Co-parenting is totally about compromise, but it's not about control. It's not about control. And we've always got to come back to that whole mentality that, That ex-partner, your co-parent is not in your life for your enjoyment or for your fun or for you to shit stir or control or whatever else. Your co-parent is in your life purely for the sake of your kids. I feel like that sentence of mine is constantly on repeat because it's true. If it wasn't for the fact that you guys had kids together, they would no longer be in your world. So that is now purely the only reason you guys need to maintain contact. So what do you do when you recognize these patterns? What do you do when your ex keeps popping up in your world and trying to control some form or some part of your world that they shouldn't be? First things first, you've got to put your foot down. You've got to set your boundaries and let them know that no, that's not okay. It's not okay. Now, The biggest thing we've always got to remember when we're dealing with these kinds of situations, if you approach someone in a confrontational way, they're going to respond to you in a confrontational way. If you say to them, listen, asshole, you better back the fuck off because I'm fucking done with the way you speak to me, then they're going to come back and they're going to retaliate and they're probably going to be 10 times worse than what they were to begin with when they were just controlling. Then now they're going to get aggressive. That's not how you handle or end a controlling situation the way to handle it it's hard to be the big person when clearly they're not they're acting like the kid they're being the immature one their ego hurt so they're acting like a little child stamping their feet trying to do what they can to get their way so it's extremely hard to put our big girl pants on or guys you put your big boy pants on and be the bigger person when they're not but Someone's got to do it, otherwise it's just going to end out in a fucking battle, which you don't need. And it is the hardest thing possible to step back and speak to someone that's been nothing but a fucking arsehole to you and speak to them in a manner that's just completely neutral. No emotions, no anger, just... Express how you feel in a neutral tone without getting angry. Now, I know firsthand how difficult that is when someone has just been nothing but a complete arsehole to you. But if you respond to them in a way that's not showing any emotion, that's showing that you're not taking anything personally, because when you get to that point where you don't care anymore about your ex, then you will get to a point where nothing that they say will bother you whatever they say and do will no longer faze you and you might be sitting there thinking well fuck that sounds easy for you to say you come and deal with my ex well do you know what I have been in that situation I have been in that situation where I've had everything thrown at me and like I just said in previous comments where an ex can control you or try and belittle you for child support I've had that happen you know, he would see me go out and buy a coffee for myself and he'd be like, oh, you're spending my child support on coffee. No, fuck we not I do have my own money as well. But fuck, don't fucking try and make me feel guilty because I want to have a coffee. That is a controlling behavior. Even to the point when I broke up with him, I left him with nothing. I didn't have the energy to fight for anything. I could not be fucked. For me, I thought, you know what? It's just money. It's just clothes or it's just household items they can be replaced they don't hold meaning in my life the only thing that held meaning in my life was my daughter and I had her and that's all I fucking cared about but to the point that when my daughter was sick I even left a relationship with no car because I sold my car when I was in that relationship which was another controlling tactic on his end and so when I left that relationship I didn't have a car my daughter was sick one day and I messaged him and said can I use the car to take her to the doctor and then he made it out like I was lying he said no no she can suffer because of your attitude that fucking blew me away that is a statement that will stick with me till my deathbed I can tell you that now I remember that statement clear as day like it just happened yesterday but it was probably about 10 years ago who the fuck says that now he's in his defense well it's actually not in his defense but he's tried to then since say oh I thought you were lying even if you were lying even if I was which I wasn't Why would you not say, okay, sure, let me take her to the doctor then. If you think someone's lying, call them out. Okay, I'll take her. And honestly, if he turned around and said that, I would have been, sure, great, take her. I don't care how she gets there. I need to get her to a doctor. She wasn't well. I ended up having to call up one of those medical hotlines because that's the only option I had. And I got it sorted and I got it under control. But that is all a fucking control tactic. And he loved that. He loved that I left him with nothing and he loved that I didn't bother fighting for it. Because he knew I had nothing and he knew I had to build my life up from scratch again. And that was all a control thing from him. So he knew I had nothing. So even for just the small little things that I had in my world was maybe just enjoying a coffee here and there because I had nothing else. He even still tried to control that. He even still tried to come in and weasel his opinion and make me feel guilty for wanting to have a fucking coffee when I had nothing else in my fucking life. So I know very well what it's like to be controlled by someone. So you've got to get to a point where you can shut off all emotion. Now, when I see him message or call, actually, I don't even answer his calls anymore. And some people might think that's rude. But for me, I think that's easier because I don't have the emotional capacity to deal with him. I don't want to fight. I don't want drama. So for me, it's easier to send a text. And if he sends something I don't like, I can read it, I can process it, and I can respond where I'm ready. So I can think about how to respond where it's not going to create a fight. And that's has worked for me and so far for the last I don't know how long for a while now there's been no fighting because I've shut off all emotion there is zero emotion if he messages me I don't have any reaction and this is one thing that we all need to get to a point like that when you're dealing with an ex if you guys have completely broken up and you're both happy with the decision you need to get to a point where there is no emotion Now, if you're angry with your ex because of what happened with the breakup, or you're angry that they've moved on so quickly and they're with a new partner, then you've got to find a way to manage it without getting angry. Because like I said, no matter what, they're going to be in your life whilst you have young kids. And the more you react and the more you hold on to that anger, the harder your co-parenting arrangement is going to be. Because if you react or get angry whenever you see a message or get a call from them, it's just going to cause them to want to react back to you. And the hardest thing that I said earlier is to actually be the bigger person. It takes a lot of fucking maturity to step up and go, no, I don't give a fuck. I'm not reacting. That's their fucking issues, not mine. And that's a very big move and it's a very hard move. But I guarantee if you step up and you do that, that shows that you have control of the situation. So it shows that you have control without being controlling or without him or her controlling you, if that makes sense. So if you can step up and set your boundaries when they're coming in and messaging you about what you're doing with your money, where you're going in your spare time or what you're doing, who you're associating with, anything at all, when they're trying to control the whole whole handover process with the kids and the times and the schedules and payments and after school activities, you need to put your foot down and you need to have a say. You're an equal parent just as much as they are and I don't agree with one parent trying to control a whole situation just to suit their schedule when the other parent has just as an important schedule as what they do. We all have important lives We all want the best for our kids. So it's not about fucking dick swinging competitions, proving who's the best and who's the toughest and who can prove the point the best. So when an ex is trying to control you, don't let it phase you. And as hard as that is, and you might think, Leanne, that's just fucking impossible. There's no way. If he's going to fucking message me about what I do with my money again or who I'm going out with, I'm going to fucking flip it. And I get it. I get it, it's easy to do, but that's just it. The more you react, the more they're going to do it. If you don't have any reaction or if you show no interest at all to what they're saying or what they're doing, eventually they will get bored. They're not going to keep messaging you or keep trying to control you or keep trying to interfere in your life if you're not giving a reaction, if you're not responding or doing anything. Then I can guarantee you now they're not going to keep doing it because, like I said, for the reasons at the start as to why they're doing it—jealousy. If they're jealous and you're not giving anything, they're like, "Fuck! Oh, what have I got to be jealous over? She's boring or he's boring. Fuck that." Or they're trying to confirm that the breakup was the right decision. And if you're not showing any emotion, then clearly that shows that's the right decision for them and for you. They're making you feel guilty, but if you're not reacting, they can obviously see that what they're doing is not making you feel guilty. They're trying to seek revenge on you. But if you're not reacting, then clearly their revenge is not working. It's so like, oh, fuck, boring. I'm moving on. So the more you learn not to react and the more you learn to handle it in a neutral way, I guarantee the quicker it will be to put an end to it and the easier it will make your co-parenting arrangement. But you might still be thinking, but I can't. I don't know how to stop it. I don't know what to do. No matter what I do, no matter what I say, they still keep coming back. They still keep getting involved. They still keep questioning this. So they still keep asking me questions. They still keep changing plans. Are you being firm with them when this is happening? When this is happening, are you responding to them and getting the shits? Are you questioning them at this time and trying to get a reason for what they're doing? Asking them, why are you doing this? Because if you're doing that, Then they know that it's rattling you. So, if they are stepping into your world with things that are not questions that are really none of their business, or trying to change things around with your co parenting arrangement just to suit their benefit, to try and have some sort of control over you, then you've got to find a way to approach this without attacking them, without starting a fight, without getting the shits. And like I just said earlier, it is extremely difficult to put your big pants on and be the bigger person and be firm without getting angry. But it works. It really does work. If you respond to your ex in a way that doesn't show any emotion, that doesn't put them in a situation where they're being questioned. If you start questioning your ex in a way, what are you doing? Why are you doing? And you're asking them something like questioning their motives questioning anything that they're doing questioning their actions they're going to straight away get on the defense and then come back and retaliate at you oh well you did this oh well you did that we know straight off that that's not the right way to handle something but that's why i'm saying you've got to put your big pants on because they're not going to respond to the situation the way that you want them to so be firm if they come at you and go, are you spending my child support money buying yourself some clothes again? Oh, I see you got a new haircut. Is that done with my child support money? Do you know what you say to that? Absolutely nothing. You do not acknowledge it. You do not acknowledge it because it's quite easy when they come and question you for spending money on your hair or spending money on this or spending money on that. It's quite easy to retaliate back to them and go, oh, well, you bought this or you bought that or this is my money. Who cares a fuck? They're just trying to rattle you and have that control over you. But if you're showing no reaction, then it's showing them that they don't have control. When, they, when you keep responding and when you keep retaliating, they're holding that control over you. They're dangling that carrot and you keep biting at it. You keep trying to grab it. Ignore it. Best way to handle a situation when someone is trying to control you and asks you a question that's none of their business and relates to your pr- private life, you completely ignore it. You don't need to respond. You don't owe them anything. You do not owe them an explanation of your income. You don't owe them an explanation of a breakdown of what you're doing with the child support. You are looking after the kids. You are spending money on their upbringing because fuck knows it's expensive these days to raise kids. You shouldn't have to explain that. There is no explanation necessary on anything at all. Now, again, this doesn't just apply to men directly to women. I'm just speaking from my personal experience. It does also apply to men being controlled by women. It does happen and I have seen it. So I'm very familiar with that. And it's not, like I said, it's not just one sex over the other. It happens to both people, but you still handle it the same way. So when someone comes to you asking you a question that's got zero business to do with them, you completely ignore it. Now, I'm not saying they're necessarily going to stop straight away when you just ignore one message. If only it was that easy. It is a process that takes time because I will send one message, you might ignore it. And they're like, oh, fuck, I've got nothing to respond to. They didn't even ignore me. They didn't even respond to me, I should say. And then they might try something again later in a week or so, in a couple of days or in a couple of months or who knows, however long it is. They might try again later down the track. Same system, ignore it. Or they might eventually pop up and start asking you questions. Why are you not answering my messages? Why are you not getting back to me? Now, you can tell them straight off the bat when they ask you these questions, But I still personally think it's best to completely ignore it and if they do ask you why you're not answering their questions, that's when you address it because it's none of your business and I don't owe you any explanations and it's not right that you're putting me in this situation. You have a partner. You need to focus on your life with them and what I'm doing is not your business. I'm looking after the kids and that's all that matters. You need to stop asking me these questions. It's not appropriate. I've had enough. I'm happy to speak to you when you ask me anything at all about the kids But anything else out of that is none of your business and I will not acknowledge. And I can tell you now, they will step back and go, fuck, who's that? They might be used to you being in the relationship, being the pushover. Because they've controlled you the whole time that they've known you. They've had say over you. They've controlled everything. Then all of a sudden now you've put your foot down. I'm not tolerating this. This is not on. I'm not accepting this anymore If you're going to keep behaving this way, I'm going to block your number and I will unblock you when it's time for you to see the kids. Until then, there is no further communication necessary. Setting your boundaries and putting your foot down is a big move. But doing it in a neutral way where it's not going, you're a fucking asshole. How dare you do this to me? This is none of your fucking business. Stop talking to me. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. Why are you doing this? They're going to go and come back at you with something even worse. Be firm in your message to them or even if you're saying them in person, I'm not accepting this behavior, this is not on, it's not your business and we do not need to discuss about anything about my personal life, end of story. And then like I said, they're not going to stop straight away, they will not stop. So you've just got to be firm and you've got to stick to your guns. It's like anything you want in life. You're not just going to do it once and all of a sudden you've got the result you want. If you keep doing that or if you keep ignoring the messages and if they might keep coming back and asking you why you're not responding to the messages, give them that exact same answer, I'm not tolerating this enough. We're not discussing this any further. And they'll look up and go, oh, fuck. Okay, they're serious. They're serious. I don't have a battle here. I don't have a fight. I'm trying to fucking get a reaction here and it's not working. Stick by your guns, be firm and don't cave in because they will try and make you cave. They'll try and be sneaky in some way. They will do it, whether it's changing drop-off time without you knowing and just randomly turning up late or randomly doing something that you don't agree with, that wasn't something that you discussed. It's all some way to have control over you. You've got to learn not to react. For example, my ex used to go through a period where he would just drop my daughter off at random times on a Sunday when she'd come back at the end of the weekend. Wouldn't tell me. It was just potluck. I had to guess. Some days it was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Some days it was 8 o'clock at night. And that was his way of trying to have control. He didn't want me to go out and enjoy my Sunday. He wanted me to sit at home and wait. Wait for my daughter to come home. I had to wait and figure out if I had to give a dinner. Or had to wait and figure out if I needed to shower her or, you know, she needed to do any of that stuff before going to bed. It was all a guessing game. But as hard as it is, it wasn't worth my energy fighting with it. It really wasn't. My peace of mind and my happiness wasn't worth me stressing about, does my daughter need to have dinner or not? She'd always come home on a Sunday night. It was just what time? What time? So I've learned to just live my life. If I've got plans on Sunday, I've got plans. I'm going out. If he comes and drops her off when I'm not there, then that's his fault. His fault for not letting me know or his fault for not messaging. I do not rearrange my life to suit him when he's not letting me know on what's happening because he wants to have some sort of control. He thinks I'm just sitting at home waiting. But thankfully, my daughter is now at an age where she can call me on Kids Messenger. So I have contact with her. So I now tell her, when you're coming home, please can you give me a call and let me know to make sure I'm home. So I don't have to rely on him anymore. So that control there has gone from him. So that's another way that you can manage it. If your kids are at an age where they've got their own phone or their own device or they can contact you through kids messenger or they've got a, their own SIM card and they can call you or text you, then rely on them. Now, I'm not saying to be sneaky and get information from the other parent behind the back. No, I mean, if you need, if they're trying, the other parent's trying to control you or not telling you what time they're coming home or not telling you what's happening and you've just got to sit around and guess, get the kids to contact you. Hey, just let me know what time you're coming home. Let me know if you need to have dinner tonight. And by doing that, it gives you back some of the control. When your ex is controlling you, find ways where you can, Start controlling the situation yourself but like I said before, without being controlling but you having control of your end of the situation instead of just sitting around twiddling your thumbs waiting to see what your ex is going to do. Don't sit back and rely on your ex or sit back and wait around for your ex when you've got no idea what's happening. Another option of managing a controlling ex. Now, this is a bit of a a tricky one. This probably doesn't work in a lot of situations, but it might work in some. If your ex is being a complete arsehole to you, then maybe their current partner isn't. Maybe their current partner is a bit more level-headed and they're speaking to you on a normal level. So maybe you can communicate through them. Now, that's not always the best decision. Sometimes, you know, it usually is best to talk from parent to parent but if every conversation you'll have revolves around them interfering in your personal life or doing something that's just fucking you around then if you've got a semi sort of decent relationship or a normal civil relationship with their partner then maybe communicate with them message them instead of messaging your ex communicate with anything with pick up and drop off or message them and say hey what time you dropping off what time you picking up just so i know what's happening And if that's a way for you to not have to sit around and wait because they're trying to control what you're doing, then do it. And like I said, I know that's not going to be possible in all situations. You know, it would be a perfect world if we all got along with our ex and our ex's partners. So it's not always possible. But if you do have a decent relationship with your ex's current partner, then use that as an option. Use them to communicate with. And if your ex is not being effective in the way they communicate with you and they're being extremely toxic then cut them out cut them out of the picture and deal with their partner or like I said if your kids are old enough to have a device or a phone or some way to contact you then contact them keep the contact through them but I don't mean make plans with them behind the other parents back when they're at the house I mean, just do that in a way. If you don't know what's happening, they haven't updated you on what time they're coming home or they haven't updated you if they're coming to, say, a Christmas event or something, then yes, contact the kids. Hey, are you coming? What time is dad coming? Is Mum coming? What's happening? Yes, contact them for that, but don't contact them in a sneaky way to make plans with them behind the other parents' back. That's not cool. So as I said, dealing with a controlling ex comes down to you not being reactive and it's hard but we've got to not react we've got to take out our emotions take out any kind of hurt or pain or anything at all that you're still carrying from that breakup or what's happened between you two try and get yourself to a place where you've got zero emotion regarding them when you see their name on their phone it's like ugh Whatever, it's him again, or it's her again. Don't be phased by them. Be firm. When you're trying to set a boundary or when you're trying to put something in place that you don't agree with and you're wanting to put your foot down, be firm with it. Don't just say it once and then all of a sudden they come back in and ask, Oh, that's a nice dress. Where'd you get that from? Oh, you got lots of money, have you? And then you all of a sudden react to that. It's not going to work. One minute you're reacting, one minute you're not. You've got to stick with it, okay? If you want them to stop controlling and stop interfering with your life, then you've got to stop reacting to them. You've got to stop answering their questions. You've got to let them know that no, that's not on, it's not okay and I'm not engaging in this conversation. So really, like I just said, just to wrap it all up, what it all comes down to is you being firm on your decision. Knowing that that's what they're doing, knowing that they're trying to control you, knowing that they're trying to manipulate you, they're wanting to work the situation around what works best for them. Not prioritizing the needs of the kids. When you see that, address it. And when I say address it, don't say, oh, I see that you're doing this. That's not okay. No, you don't address it by pointing out what they're doing because then straight away they're going to deny it. When you see someone as being manipulative or narcissistic or gaslighting or whatever else, if you point that out to them and you address that to them, it's highly likely that they're not going to agree with you and they're going to fight back and go, oh, what the fuck? Oh, I'm manipulating you. I'm gaslighting you. What the whatever. You've done this. You've done this. You don't need to point out negative faults in them. You don't need to address anything at all about their character, even though they could be the biggest asshole under the sun. You do not need to address their character. You do not need to talk about what they're doing wrong. You don't need to ask why it's happening. You don't need to know anything. Just like they're asking you questions and trying to get answers from you, you don't need to get answers from them. What you're doing is none of their business and what they're doing is none of your business. So shut it down. Shut it down. Do not react. So that's what it comes down to, guys. Just do not react. Be firm. Set your boundaries. And it's not going to change overnight. It's a slow process. You've got to stick at it. You've got to stick at it. Do not react. Do not react. And do not show any anger towards your ex always keep it as neutral as possible. Like I said earlier, I know it's difficult. It's hard to bite your tongue. It's hard to let things slide when you see someone being an asshole to you. But at the end of the day, it's not worth it. It's not worth the stress for you. It's not worth the stress on your kids. And the kids see when you're frustrated. The kids see when you're upset. The kids see when you're affected by things. Don't let it faze you. Just shut it out And don't acknowledge it and only acknowledge what's necessary and be firm. And I guarantee you, eventually it will start to stop. They will realize that you're not reacting, you're not giving anything back and they'll understand there's no point. And most importantly, when you're being firm and you're sticking through with that and you're following through each time they initiate contact and you're not giving in to them and you're being firm each time they will start to realize, oh, fuck, they're being serious. They're not taking the piss. They're they're being serious now. And it's kind of like dealing with a teacher. You know, sometimes you get those teachers that are very relaxed and very chilled and you know how to kind of – you get those students that kind of sometimes walk all over them and take the piss out of them. Not that I'm condoning that, but it does happen. But when you get those teachers that are really firm and stick to their guns and know what they want and know that they're not going to tolerate getting spoken to like shit – They're those teachers that, whoa, I don't mess with them. You don't mess with them. And you need to be that kind of person. Put your foot down and show that you're not someone that's going to be messed with. Enough of this. I want to get my life back on track. And you don't want to do it with them constantly interfering. So for that to happen, you've got to be firm. Be that serious school teacher that's not going to tolerate shit. Nope, not condoning it. And like I said, I promise you, That'll get them to stand up and go, whoa, okay, I see, they're not taking my shit. So that's my advice for dealing with someone that's trying to step in and take over your world, step in and try to control you, put a stop to that. And if you're not sure how to do it, or you're not confident enough, because sometimes it can take a little bit of balls to actually do that, to initiate that first step. So if you're not confident, reach out. Jump onto my website. I do have some services available. I'm happy to walk you through that process. Otherwise, give it a go. If your ex is being an arsehole and is constantly trying to tell you what to do, or tell you what you can and can't do, or questioning things that you're doing that are none of their business, start putting your foot down and start by just ignoring it. Don't acknowledge their shitty behavior. Don't stoop to their level. That's the best advice I can give. Do not stoop to their level. No matter how much you want to vent, no matter how much they've pissed you off, no matter how much they've fucked you around, getting that anger out on them is not going to benefit anyone. If they've pissed you off, go talk to a friend about it. Go talk to someone else. Talk to me. Message me on my website. Message a friend. Call someone but do not bend your anger to your ex because it's only going to escalate. Put your foot down, be firm and be that serious school teacher, all right? So I hope you got something out of this, guys. You know what, guys? If you have done it, if you've managed to be strong enough to put your foot down from something that you've picked up from listening to this podcast, then I want to know. Shoot me through a DM on my Instagram page or shoot me through a message on my website. I want to hear it and I want to congratulate you because I'm all for hearing positive stories and seeing people grow and seeing people doing something to better their life and stand up for themselves. It's time for you to regain control of your life. Thank you again, guys. And I really hope you got something from this. And like I said, if you really did and you've managed to actually put your foot down and try and regain control from your life, shoot me through a message. I want to hear it. Thank you all. Have a great day. And until next time, I'll be in your exam. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Life After Plus One podcast. If you loved what you heard today and looking for some further support, then jump onto our website, lifeafterplusone.com. Plus, don't forget to check out our Instagram page for further resources and inspo. You can find all the links in the show notes. And remember, you're not alone on this path. I'm looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. And in the meantime, keep thriving, keep growing, and keep exploring your amazing Life After Plus One.